This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by a very, very special guest. He is one of my best friends in the world. We've been friends for about three years now. And the absolute bastard hasn't made an effort to show up. So I'm sat here all alone at Fubar Radio waiting for him to hurry up. We've been friends for such a long time now. And he has been every single time I've arranged to meet him. He has always always been late and um, he has a show uh, on the bbc it is called queer britain it is an amazing show about lgbt plus life in the uk it was on bbc3 and it is just incredible and i would highly recommend it to anyone out there i wish he was here to hear me saying so many nice things about him so i'm going to play you guys a little bit of a song and hopefully when we get back from this song he will have showed up so here we go this is comfortably numb by Scissor Sisters. Here she fucking is. Hey, She's girl. decided to show her face. <laughs> Wait, I forgot that we can uh, swear on this. Uh, this yeah, we can say what we like. Oh, I'm so fucking happy. I was just like floundering around <laughs> on air by myself. Didn't well, know what to say. The thing is, this is a running joke that Callum and I have, is that we um, we know that I'm consistently 10 minutes late yeah. for everything. But you know the thing about jokes, Riyadh, <laughs> is that they're supposed to be funny. Hey! <laughs> but I, I was literally just saying that, that I, I think for the... We've been friends, what, three years now? Yeah. And I don't think you've ever been on time. Or early. Ever. ever. Do you know what it is? <laughs> I, I can actually tell you what it is. Well, today was, was the, the tube. That's my excuse. But in general, I get really ang- anxious knowing that I'm going to be early for an event or something. I hate the idea of sitting there with nothing to do. Yeah. So I prefer that everyone's there and ready and then I just swoop and in. And then you stroll in. Yeah, it's grand. Yeah, you usually show I up about... like such a diva. I'm not. <laughs> but like, I, you know, sometimes I do that if I'm going to a party or something. I, you know, show up like 30 minutes late. You kind of go for like three to four hours uh-huh. usually. Because I, I, I can't handle any more than a couple of drinks in one hour. But, you know, it's all good. Hey, you have a rose gold phone. I, I do have a rose gold phone. You know what that means? That means you're gay. It, that means you're bottom. That means I'm a bottom, <laughs> according to Twitter. Yeah, it's. I, I had a lovely red one, which was yeah. supporting HIV and AIDS, and then I, I I dropped a weight on it in the gym, and it got fucked. Oh, how mask for mask is that? I know. Swole gains. <laughs> um, you're looking great. Thank you. Yeah. So are you. You're looking very hipster these days. Thank you. Was it the glasses? Or, yeah. 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 I was. Ju- I was just telling the lovely viewers about your viewers. Sh- your, the viewers. Yeah. There, there's a camera here. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was telling the lovely listeners. Uh, about your show Queer Britain and I don't think I did it any justice at all oh, um, you're so, trying to describe it yeah and I just I, I, I don't really know what it's because <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched them <laughs> I have I've, I've watched the first couple I've not finished it but that means you've watched one and I've a half watched one and a half yeah but for the people who are listening and don't know who you are, mm. do you want to give them a little bit? G- give, give us your elevator pitch. Okay, so I am Riyadh Caliph. I'm a half Irish, half Iraqi uh, television presenter and YouTuber. Um, and that's kind of it. I think I'm a nice person. Uh, very, You're okay. I'm very single and ready to <laughs> mingle. <laughs> 
that's kind of my pitch, right? The, yeah, I like it. That yeah. was good. That was great. And um, the show that Callum was talking about is the first show that I've ever done here in the UK um, called Queer Britain, which was on BBC Three, six-part documentary series, and um, it was amazing, amazing experience to make it. And it's and it's award-winning now, isn't it? Award-nominated. Ah, <laughs> award second place. Okay, yeah, we, we were nominated for um, a Pink News Award, and then um, some other show won it. But to be honest, oh, the show, yeah, yeah, the show that won was an amazing BBC Two show that you have to check out called Against the Law. Okay, and it it actually is better than Queer Britain in many okay. ways, so I think it deserves to win. I shouldn't be saying that, but it, it was stunning. Sure. I, I thought you won. I really thought you won the award. No, I went but along, got dressed up, you know, had the. I actually. <laughs> Our award was one of the last ones out of about 20 awards and the entire evening I was sitting there going, right, so start with this and then that put that joke in the middle and this is the acceptance speech I'm thinking about. So you had the little speech prepared oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah. And I was going to go up and say, oh, I didn't know we were going to win. I didn't, I didn't prepare <laughs> anything. And then just sort of go for it. Yeah. Um, and then when I figured out that speech could never be heard, I was um, a little bit upset, but whatever. You should have brought it along. Could have done it for me. I've never won anything. This is the sad thing, right? And then I went up to... Um, um, Scotland to the Icon Awards yeah. and I was nominated for uh, Role Model of the Year. And did you win that? Nope. <laughs> I came second <laughs> as well. Always a bridesmaid. Oh. And well, you know what? It means that when I do finally win something no matter how shit that thing may be um, I'll be really I'll really appreciate yeah. it. Um, you know I always got that participation medal in school for sports day. That was me as well. Yeah. That was me as well. N- we could have an awards night in my house and we could just like I could give you an award for stuff. just for, for best best friend. Oh. There you go. I'll get you a little trophy. Uh, you're not really the best best friend. No. You don't even show up on time for my radio show. Hey, you got, you have brev- beverages here. What I do have this? beverages. We've got gin and we have vodka. I didn't. I, usually you go for a gin, don't you? But so, tonight I'm looking at this absolute. This is not sponsored. <laughs> absolute mixed blueberry and lime. I know it looks fancy, doesn't it? Purple can and all. Uh, hang on, wait. Just to prove that there is an alcoholic beverage here. Oh, no. that's a oh, lovely. Sound, a lo- that's it? very satisfying. It's very satisfying. How is it? Oh my god, that's so delicious. Yeah. Cheers. You're quenching my thirst. Cheers. I feel like this is the you know the challenges on RuPaul's drag race when they have to try and spawn the absolute products as much <laughs> <Yes>. as possible. <laughs> Not sponsored by absolute. The entire show is just one big spawn. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Alright, so on today's show we have lots of fun things coming up. We've got loads of games and loads of stuff to do with sex as usual which we like to do on this show great we will be reacting live to your sex confessions later on so please do send them in to callum at foobarradio.com we will not read out your name it is completely anonymous so please do send those in and let's have a little bit of summertime sadness all right Riyadh how much do you know (laughs) about sex I feel like I know a lot <laughs> I think you're like, you're like veering into like sex expert territory I feel like you've, uh, you've done like with Queer Britain and you've been doing something else that maybe I'm not allowed to say on the radio I yeah, don't know maybe a radio project coming up maybe a radio about project sex yeah. yeah so I feel like you're pretty well versed yeah and I've had a lot a lot of experience in the last year and a half since I moved to London yeah, I've well, made up for 25 years <laughs> of almost abstinence you have and I, honestly I, am I, am, I envy your skills thanks I'm actually leaving tonight to go and do it again. Of course you are. <laughs> After the show, got a bay lined up. Of course, you're. every single time I see you, you've got a bay lined up. But, you know, I just have a lot of love to give. Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. All right, this game is called Mixed Pleasures. Ooh. And here in the studio, we have our fabulous wheel here. 
marvel it. Wow. at the wheel. It's incredible. Stunning. Um, and on the wheel, we have lots and lots of different fetishes. Oh. And you have to try and guess what the fetishes Just are. Just by the name. By the name alone. Oh, wow. They tend to be Latin. So if you're any good at Latin, then you might be good at this game. Which I am not. But yeah. I will try. <laughs> but you know a lot about sex. So yeah, I, yeah, so, yeah. so I've got high hopes for you. Uh-huh. Um, and as a little, um, it's kind of like hazing. As my way yes. of bringing you into the show, um, I need you to make the wheel sound for me. Are you going to record this, or do I have to keep making this sound? No, like no, just just one time, and then I'll use sound effects. Okay, wait. Ready? Wait, what kind? What, what? I don't understand what you're getting ready, ready to, to spin do. It? Okay, spin. Go. <laughs> Sounds like you're jerking off. That's the idea. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was the inside of my mouth, everyone. <laughs> just in case. Uh, it has landed on. Teleophilia. Teleophilia. Okay, tele is like, um, is, is communication, is voice, is yeah. sound. Yeah. Uh, so I presume it's a fetish of some sort of sound. Okay. Or uh, uh, something that that's said somewhere. Uh, am I close? Uh, absolutely not even a tiny little so bit. So tele isn't... Tele, it's not... Oh. Spell it. T-E-L-E. T-E-L-E-I-ophilia. And they all tend to end with Ophelia. I haven't Tell a you. clue. It's not like a fetish for whispering in someone's ear or, or something. No, but I, I, I think I have that one. Yeah. When someone gets really close and intensely just it's, whispers it's something. It's like sexual ASMR. ASMR. It's like, you know, it's very sexy. And you feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I do love that noise. I know, so do there's, I. There's, a, there's an ASMR guy. I think I've mentioned him on the show before. His name's Lawrence Sebastian. He makes amazing oh, right. ASMR videos. And it's just that... that that lip smacking. That's lip smacking. I love it. I, I do like it. I get tingles down my spine when someone whispers in my ear, but that's not what this is. That's not what this is. This one, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. That's your clue. And when I say a little bit uncomfortable, it actually makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Which is hard to do to you. Yeah, not a lot makes me uncomfortable. Um, okay, so what is it? It is the arousal to reproductive aged adults. Now, I don't really... I'm not sure I know what that means, but I feel like that means you're, you're turned on by anybody who is reproductively ready. Capable. So it's so basically... Paedophilia is what, I, is what it sounds like. No, it's the opposite of paedophilia. Oh, really? The, the arousal of... Say it again? The arousal to reproductive-aged adults. But you go into that cycle when you're like 12 or 13 years old. All right. So I feel like this isn't a fetish. This is more of a crime. Well, no, no, no. Because I, what <laughs> have I said to you about uh, being fertile that turns me on? Maybe I'm a telephiliac or whatever it is. Sure. So there's something about somebody of, a, of legal age yes. who's kind of in that very virile, yes. ready to... Well, I, I, and I would agree with that. Well, what gets me going is the idea that the person that I'm with has, you know, really strong genes and they're healthy and they're virile and yeah. they're fertile and they've got, you know, really great sperm. That, you know, really ready, great sperm, like to, good quality. Re, yeah, ready to impregnate. And they're just a really healthy human being. That really turns me on. I don't know why, because I always think of science. I'm like a hunter-gatherer kind of, you know. Yeah, well, like, You want to breed with someone who's going to give you good genes. Absolutely. And I think back in the day, you know, when people used to live till like 30 years old, it was kind of that age of like, and again, we're talking about legal age, but that age of being ready to reproduce was, you know, it's seen to be the most attractive mm. kind of stage of your life because... That's just kind of biology and nature, I guess. Yeah, you kind of, you blossom and it's before things start like shrinking and, and sagging shrinking and, and <laughs> going grey and, and wrinkly. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So uh, hey. are we saying we're both 
teleophiliacs. In a way, yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. I, I, I like that we moved I get up. turned on by the thought that someone is sexually mature. Yeah, I, I like and that And that's too. a good thing. That is a good thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 you, you don't know? want to go the other no. way. Do not want to go the other way. All right, Riyadh, take the wheel for another spin. Oh, are you going to do the noise again? Oh. I, have a, I have a noise ready. Oh, this is a good noise. This do is do way better than mine. Sounds like a slot machine. It has landed on eproctophilia. 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 Eproct-o- With an E. Can I have a hint? Yes, it is um, the arousal to a certain bodily function. Oh, Jesus. Eproctophilia. Farts. You're into farts. You are absolutely yes! correct. I knew I'm it. I'm very impressed. How did, um, I just guessed. Can I give you um, a mini story of that is related to this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? So about two nights ago, I had a, a second date with this dude. Yeah. And really nice guy. And um, we ended up going to a bar and he missed his train home. Oh, well, you got to stay at mine. That's the kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, went home and had a little kiss in the cuddle. And then uh, I passed out of sleep quite, quite drunk. And then woke up in the morning, groggy headed, but like, oh, a little babe beside me. He turns around and goes, hey, well, last night was fun. You only snored once and farted on me twice. <laughs> oh, really? Well, was, like in your sleep? In my sleep. Oh. He was big spoon and he had his knee right up against that area, like my arse. Yeah. And I was just blowing bum all night. And I had no idea. He never thought to wake me up to tell me. See, I'd eaten dairy a couple of days before and yeah. you know what that does to me. You're quite proud of your farts, aren't you, Riyadh? Like, you, when I, I feel like whenever I see you, you have something to tell me about shitting or farting. Uh-huh. You're, like, very vocal and well, proud. look, if you're listening to this right now and you have any kind of bowel, shitty, um, like, ulcerative colitis issue or insensitivity sensitivity to food, you'll understand that taking a good poo is on par with what I presume a heroin hit is. It's <laughs> heavenly. Sure. You drop a hot one and you're feeling like you're walking on air. It's amazing. Beautiful. And I and I, I did two today and they were incredible. I'm a vegetarian this week and it's really helping. I saw that. Why are you being vegetarian? You just fancied the diet change? or I met, I met a couple of guys recently, uh, f- sort of like friends, who um, were saying since they've gone veggie or vegan, all of these things have happened. Their sex is better. They, their sense of smell is better. Their eyes are brighter. They wake up earlier in the morning. They go to bed later at night and they still feel like more energy. Yeah. Um, and their skin is clearer. So I thought, why not give it a go? Mm. And I did feel recently, uh, biting into meat, we went for a roast recently. Yeah. I didn't say it there on the day, but chewing into that beef made me feel a bit weird. Really? Yeah, and I had pork the other day and I felt weird and I, I don't know why. So do you think maybe you'll transition into being like properly I think I, vegetarian? I think I actually could. That's it's exciting. bizarre. I, I tried being vegetarian once and I lasted about three months before I found myself like face down in a pile of Chinese oh, chicken. Oh, yeah. But the one the one really positive thing I got out of it was that it made my cum taste a lot sweeter. Oh, apparently you, apparently you... meat is um Riyadh's gone all embarrassed, he's covering his face. Because <laughs> now now anyone listening is kind of thinking, how can you possibly know what your cum taste tastes test. like? Yeah, you, gotta, you always taste your own. <laughs> you got to do a taste test. You know, you can't you can't be putting out a product and not sampling it yourself. Dear Lord, and anyone out there who says they've never tasted their Did own your mother semen is a this? liar. She doesn't. I, well, maybe she does. I feel like she's 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 decided this is not the show. Well, for your her. production team uh, normally take clips of the show, uh, the video <laughs> version, and put it on Facebook. And I, I suggest that this should be the moment. This will that be. you cut. So Anna McSwiggin 
I need you to know that your son likes to taste his own semen. No! <laughs> They're going to put it on Twitter and I will retweet. I'm I know. sorry, Mum. You're incapable of not. I'm sorry, You did mother. it. Your show, dude. <laughs> right, spin the goddamn wheel again. This is a long one. You've time for a bathroom break. Oh, I like this. God, that is a long one. Yeah, we really need some shorter sound effects. Oh, which one is going to land on? Oh, oh. Fornophilia. Fornophilia. Okay, so fornication is sex. Yes. So I presume, well, we know it's about sex, so it's sex, sex. Sex. Forn, forn. Forn. Spell it. There is a clue in the name, but it's... A fawn is a deer. A baby deer. F-O-R-N. Fornophilia. Give me a... uh, What's it called? Uh, clue, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Give me one of them things. <laughs> um, it maybe if you change the letter O to something else, it, it, then it, I think there's a massive clue in that. So instead of fornophilia, it could be pornophilia. <laughs> to change the O, the O for O from <laughs> not not good with words. No, no, oh, really not. Or numbers, or anything for that matter. This one is quite unusual. Uh-huh. Um, it's not something that you know. You go out to a gay club and you meet a guy. You're not going to go home with them and do this. I feel like this is something more like three years into a relationship. Oh, let's try this. It's not particularly like. Is it common? Ish? Mm, no. Well, I've, I have heard of it happening before. Uh, probably not. Like I don't. So it's not about poo. No. It's not about we. No. It's not about spit. No. Not about cum. No. Not about blood. We could be here a long Sweat. time. No. I'm just thinking of all of the different things. It's about from. doing something with somebody. Something quite unusual. In the bedroom or in, outdoors? In, uh, in the bedroom. In the bedroom. Do, do you have to have a device to uh, do it? No. You could just do it with two human bodies. Two human bodies could... Ooh, fornophilia, fornophilia. Fisting. <laughs> no? Oh! No. It is fornof- fornophilia is the arousal to turning a person's body into furniture. Oh, for God's so sake. So like a sexy shelf, I, I guess. No, that is weird. It's, it's, it's different. I understand the whole sit on me thing, but yeah. that's taking it to the next level. I wa- sometimes I think... I, I, I do sometimes wonder if these things... Act Actually exist? Uh, no, I've heard of I've heard of this actually yeah. I, on the internet, of course. Um, like maybe it's about like degrade, like being degraded or degrading somebody. Like you yeah. are a stool to me. Now you're, you're going to sit than there, human. Yeah. and I'm going to put my feet on you and watch the TV and maybe pop one out. And like you, you are nothing. <sighs> pop one out. Oh my God. <laughs> like yeah, maybe it's the, about that. If I if that would turn me out, I don't think it would. I'd want to just I want to touch them and hug them and stuff. I don't want to. Um, okay, imagine like the most beautiful guy in the Ever. world, yeah, fully naked in front of you, uh-huh. standing there like his body is perfect in every way, just with a lampshade on his head. Actually, that would be kind of hot. <laughs> you just stand in that fucking corner and don't move. Yeah, that would be kind of hot. Actually, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I could. I don't know. I or no, if they just pretended to be a statue and you could just look at them. There's a, there's a fetish for that as well. Like, oh, the, that's the, the one. That's me then. Statues. That's me. Statues is what gets you off. Yeah. My favourite one we've had on the show was the arousal to fog. Well, that does set a scene. It does set a scene, yeah. It does, like, yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> like e- exorcist-ish. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, the, the statue thing is really like, it's, it's, I might actually get 
have a fella tonight to do that. Actually. What, just stand there perfectly still? Yeah, and, and I can do what I want with myself while he just stands there watching. Oh, uh, yeah. There's kind of an exhibitionist side to that as well, isn't yeah. there? This is great. I love this show. This it, well, is it's a really a, good it's, show. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's exploring... I'm getting I- a semi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you need to leave. Okay, bye. All right, do me one last spin, and I want you to do the sound effect, because you're so okay. good at it. Mouth is ready. Hang on. Okay, wait, I'm going to join you. Ready? Quality radio content. That's really good. All right, it's landed on hoplophilia. 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 There's literally no clues in any of these names. It's really it's difficult. okay. You give me a clue then. Hoplophilia. Um, it is the. It's. It could be quite aggressive. Two, I feel like two people. Any device. Two. Two people, and you do need something. Oh Jesus! But I can't tell you what the something okay, is. Okay, can I have a couple of guesses? Is, is it is it paddling someone? Um, no, but you're getting close. Okay, is it whipping someone? Very, getting even closer. Okay. Um, is it? It's less the act of doing, and it's more the thing itself. Oh, it's a stick, and it's a stick would be a form of this. Jesus. Um, it's a thing that you be aggressive with. Uh, oh, a, a bat. That's another thing. That's yes. Close, but, but not like, that. what's the thing? It's an object that you hit people with. I don't know. Yeah, but what is an object that you hit people with? What is that? Uh, uh, a a, Uh, What would the police call that? A baton. No. (laughs) Like a a weapon. A weapon! Yeah, okay. I kind of, I definitely give you that. Oh, God, you totally did. made that really easy for you. That's interesting. Yeah, like... I, You're into that. Uh, am I? No, yeah, mm, but maybe you like to use your like, hands more. Yeah, like, I feel like getting a weapon involved for me, just... It, I don't like it when things go into the realm of being too dangerous. Yeah, and you don't want to send anyone to hospital. Yeah, and like, I've, I've said this before on the show, um, at the charity I work with, we have um, an amazing service which is called Hard Cell, oh. and it's a resource which is out there for safe BDSM. And it tells you within that, you know, doing the most extreme sexual things and how to do them safely. Wow. And there's always like a line drawn there where it's like if this, you know, it could potentially be, you know, risking putting somebody's life at risk or their health at risk. Then that's maybe perhaps one step too far. And it kind of gives advice on how to do it safely. But I feel like if you're getting an actual weapon involved, then... You could mm. really do somebody some damage, and you, you need to be very careful. Like maybe like a gun that's not loaded, or some, oh you know, gosh. something like that. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> Actually, you're, can I say the name of the organisation you work for? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So Terence Higgins Trust. I, I just recently um, came across a very, very historic piece of um, work, a publication yeah. that that they put out there um, way, way back in, during the AIDS crisis. Yeah, in the eighties. And it was like a business card size um, piece of paper. And um, on it, one side is a group of men having um, consensual group sex. But it's very, very cleverly shot that you don't see any nudie rudies. Sure. Um, And on the other side, uh, it's a tick the the box um, sort of activity. What you're into, um, what you're not into... Um, uh, do you um, practice safe sex and then um, you put your number on it so it's like a very 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 primitive oh, wow. form of grinder yeah I love it and then you put the thing the piece of paper into a box and people can find someone through that it's 
amazing. And it was in this, um, the Wellcome Trust in the Science yeah. Gallery. Yeah, yeah. And it was, um, I wasn't even allowed to touch it without gloves on. That's oh, how, wow. how precious this little piece yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. They've, they've produced a lot of stuff like that over the, the years. Some that amazing being out there stuff. back then. Yeah, like. So forward thinking. Primitive grinder. Yeah. I love it. They thought of everything. I love it. Okay, we're going to be reacting to some of your sex confessions later on, so do send those in to Callum at foobarradio.com, and we'll be back after this little song by my bae, Dua. Foobar Radio presents Harry Rose, Aiden Coker. I wanted to also mention something that's been playing on my mind. What's this about you taking your top off all the time? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Aiden, you know what? Right? Honey, you've got horrible body for one. The it's- lies only on stage. You know what? Right? It's part of the show. Okay. I do it at the same part of the show. So, what time should people arrive if they just want to arrive for you? If to you not have a top arrive off? 15 minutes into the set, <laughs> top will be off. Got to get these fans somehow, some way. In my defense, I used to be totally against it. No, 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 seriously. And then you're like, it's all about the ass. No, but then you know, <laughs> kinda. Every Thursday, Harriet Rose from 4 p.m. Fubar Radio. All right, it's time for the serious bit, Riyadh. Oh my God, I have a mouthful of crisps. I'm trying, <laughs> hang on, let me swallow. I need, <laughs> to, I need to stop giving my guests crisps. Jesus. Okay, good to go. <laughs> all right, so. Um, I've got some LGBT plus news stories here. Okay. Um, so the first one is last week we actually talked about this and it was that this amazing storyline, I don't know if you saw this, this amazing gay storyline was shown on the Disney Channel. Oh, I didn't and know that. And it was a coming out story of a guy, of a, of a young boy who's probably 13 years old, like a, a very young character. All the characters in the show are that kind of age. It's a show called Andy Mack. And this went viral on Twitter and everybody was celebrating how great this was and how wonderful it was to see such a young person having an LGBT plus storyline and coming out and that the Disney Channel were celebrating that. So everyone was like, yes, Disney, like you're doing amazing. And this week, uh, this kind of like undoes all of that for me. Uh Um, And that's that the Disney Channel has now axed the show in... Africa and the Middle East because of the gay storyline and because of the negative backlash they received in those countries well um, in Middle Eastern and African countries and uh, I just find it really disappointing I would have really really loved it if Disney doubled down and said no we've made a commitment to the LGBT plus community Mm. we've made a commitment to show a gay character you know living a normal life Mm. and uh, and you know, not sensationalizing it, just no. just telling that story. It would have been so much. It would have been so helpful for for kids over there just to see that, just to know that it exists and that it's normal. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, they feel alienated. And um, I, I think for me, if you think about it, Disney are a commercial entity, mm-hmm. and their only real, you know. Um, thing that they're interested in is making money. Sure. And if if they can do a little bit of social activism on the side of that, and it gets them some headlines and makes them sort of you know relevant, then that's even better for them. Yeah. I don't think they went about this creating this LGBT character to actively try and change, you know, opinions and they to did educate it because people. They knew it would be a news story yeah. and they knew it would get positive press and it around worked. them. And it worked. I mean, we're, yeah. we're talking about. I mean, last week we were talking about it positively. We're kind of still talking about it positively mm. now, but. <laughs> You have to look at other companies that operate in those regions who don't, um, you know, back down to the social pressures, you know. Um, it's, it, it's sad. It, it's very sad. 
But if, what, you have to think, if they kept the character, would they still be able to function in that region? They might have been banned by local broadcasters. Yeah. I just think of it as, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah. another perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's, you know, I do still think it's a good thing that the show still exists and it's, it's going to continue with the gay character and it is still going to air in the rest of the world. That oh, is good. still, you know, a wonderful thing and we yeah. should be celebrating that. It's just a little bit dis- disappointing. It makes it a little bit bittersweet to then yeah. know that, you know, these countries where... You know, in a lot of these countries, it's 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 not accepted to be gay, and in some of them, it's illegal to be gay. And it's actually more needed there than it is here. Absolutely, yeah. Um, absolutely. Which is why it's very very sad. I mean, you know, you and I with our YouTube channels, we get a lot of emails from people from different countries, and I personally have had a lot from Pakistan and yeah. Indonesia and, and various parts of the Middle East um, saying I am gay, I am a lesbian, I'm just queer, and I don't know what to do. And yeah. if I come out, I may. Um, I'm afraid of for my life. Yeah. So, so this is a really, really, really big issue, and it's bigger than us. It's bigger than Disney Channel, for God's sake. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's um. Yeah. And I think you know. Oh, will time you know make things better for them? And I don't know if it will. To be honest, those emails it's so ingrained. They always stop me like dead in my tracks mm-hmm. when I receive them, and you know they're always asking for advice and what shall I do? Mm-hmm. And you know you want to help and you want to give them yeah. advice, but you know what can you possibly say? to a teenager growing up in a country where it's illegal for them to even exist. exist. What kind of advice or support? And, I, tr- you know, I try and send support and send yeah. words of encouragement, but it's, it, See, you can't, it's difficult. In a way, you can't give proper advice because you, you're you not a trained psychologist, no, psychotherapist. So you're kind of left in this limbo land going, what, what can I leave with this person with in order to give them hope? Mm-hmm. So I generally say find your community online yeah. be safe in doing so yeah. delete your internet history but connect with you know people like us um, and, and sort of live vicariously through what you see on the screen and when you finally reach an age where you can be self-sufficient try and do whatever you can to get out of that to get place. out of there and get somewhere more supportive yeah like go and get a job somewhere and train yourself to be have a skill that can take you to another region of the world yeah. where it's okay to be you yeah yeah absolutely I think that's wonderful advice oh thank you <laughs> our next story is that Ezra Miller was told oh, love did him. You, I, I oh he's beautiful, so beautiful beautiful boy Jesus. I fell in love I mean oh did you see him in we need to talk about Kevin yes the, the, the scene where he's jerking off to his mum yes Oh, beautiful scene. I know it's fucked up It's weird. It's weird, but like... It's just his face. He's so like, looks dead in her eyes and like with the the determination. He's he's just a beautiful, beautiful human. He's stunning. Stunningly He was in London this week. Doing Doing the new film, which is superheroes. It's it's one of those ones. (laughs) It's one of those Marvel ones. I don't think it. I think it's DC. One of my friends got to interview him and I was just so annoyed. Yeah, Joe Tasker. Joe Tasker interviewed, yeah. But I was so jealous because I thought all I would need to do is to be opposite Ezra, play it cool, dress in some mm-hmm. kind of funky nice clothes, and I could. I feel like I could have won him over. Yeah, I feel like it's... Because it's, it's, he's bisexual. I thought he was gay. I think he's bi. Well, that, that brings us to what this story okay. is about. And this is about Ezra Miller coming out as queer, which he did many, many years ago. I think yeah. that was in 2012. Um, but he's now come forward and openly spoken about the fact that every single person in the industry completely went against his decision on doing that and so many people were telling him not to come out and oh. when he did so many people were uh, you know telling him 
that he'd made, he'd made a mistake. I've got a quote from him here where it says, everyone told me I'd made a huge mistake. Folks in the industry, folks outside the industry, people I'd never even spoken to. They said there's a reason so many queer people in Hollywood conceal their sexual identity. I was told I had done a silly thing and thwarted my potential to ever be a leading man. Whoa, that's a, that's a statement right there. It, it, it is. Uh, and I think what I really like about it is that he proved all of those people wrong. Mm. He's gone on to do so many incredible roles. I mean, he was in a Harry Potter film, for God's sake, and now he's doing this superhero film that we don't know the name <laughs> of. <laughs> is it Justice League? Ju- sure. I think it's Justice League, yeah. Justice League, out now, probably, I, maybe. I, I love him. The fact that he said that, I mean, oh, he's literally the definition of boyfriend material. Right, isn't he? I would he? boyfriend him so hard. Do you know why? Yeah. Number one, he's got the looks, yeah. right? Number two, he doesn't look traditionally good looking. He looks like Ezra. He is very original He's unusual looking. looking. I love and him. And we unusual. both love that. Yeah. And number three, he's got intelligence. Number four, he's got a talent. Oh, he's just taking it all off. Oh, speaking to the microphone, Behave I've been told. yourself. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> But no, you're ab- you're absolutely right. He's just got something about him. I feel like if I feel like you and I should be able to get in 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 a room with him somehow, and I will I will wingman you, oh and God. we will make it happen. Lads, can I just tell you that <laughs> Callum McSwiggin is the best, the best <laughs> wingman I have ever ever gone out with. He will make someone who is completely out of my league. Fall head no- over heels for me. I don't know how you do it. Nobody exists who's out of your oh, league. Oh, you're Riyadh. cute, but that's a complete lie. <laughs> there are, no, the, honestly, when we've been out in, in various uh, countries together, and and we go to the local gay bar, you will consistently help me. You'll even notice that I'm looking at someone. I will not have even said it, and you'll walk over, start chatting to them, bring them over, and, and go. Like, oh, this is Riyadh. <laughs> Riyadh's great because you'll list off some shit that I've done, and then. Yeah, so thank you. Oh, uh, I mean, I really try. I know, so and, it, and that happens until we both find someone oh, that no. we're equally into. Oh no, which and happened in become... Toronto recently yeah, with lovely Brandon, <laughs> oh. lovely Brandon. Who I'm going to tell him to listen to this back. Do, <laughs> uh, please do. Oh no, I'm being exposed. So I, uh, we both saw this guy at this film festival we were at, and and in fairness, I saw him first, and. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went over and I was like, hey, what's your name? And we got chatting and then there was a bit of flirting. Well, what I thought was flirting anyway. And then you were like, Jesus Christ, he's beautiful. And then I was I was like, yeah, I know Jesus Christ, he's beautiful. He's stunning. And then we had this moment of shit. Which is rare because you and I, although we ha- have kind of a similar taste in guys, it's, it's rare we actually f- both find one that we really, really like. Obsessed with. Yeah. yeah. And we, we were. were. Yeah, we were. And it was so awkward. Uh, and I just ended up, you know, backing away. And you, you were mad with you were really mad with me. <laughs> in the moment, not anymore. Okay. In the moment, I was. Um, um, but you get di- you get dibs. You can have Ezra. Right? Oh, okay. I'm I giving will, you I Ezra. will take Ezra. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but I get to be best man at the wedding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. no, I need two best men. Who's your other one? Pordy, of course. Yeah. So you, you two. I yeah. think it's better to have two as well. You yeah. Can, no, two's nice. You can two's split nice. Up the jobs. Because yeah. you guys have to organise shit. Oh, throwing your bachelor party. That would be so much fun. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Oh, someone marry me quick. Quick. I, <laughs> I just want to throw a bachelor party. I know. Why don't I just find someone, pretend I like them, we'll do the bachelor party, and then I'll say I got cold feet. Easy. G- great, great. Yeah. Let's just have a bachelor party. Can we just have, like, yeah. a joint bachelor party for fun? We'll uh-huh. tell all our f- let's tell all our friends we're marrying each other. Yeah. Have a, like, amazing bachelor party. It'll be fun. Imagine the content as well. Oh, it'd be great for the gram. <laughs> 
And for the YouTube. Yeah, all the things. Yes. I don't even remember what we're doing anymore. I think we were playing a game we or something. We were talking about news. Oh, yeah. The, the, LGBT the news. news. Is, the news is great. The news is great. Oh, that's, is that the end of it? <laughs> that's the end of the news. What Let's are we playing have, now? Is this one of your choices? Tell me what, what the name is. What is this nonsense? Is? Evergreen by Yebba. Oh, oh, can I just tell you about her really quickly? Do we have time? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, so this girl is called Yebba. Yebba. Yebba, sorry. And that's Abby backwards. And she is an artist who I just found out about recently, again, through another bay. Um, he insists on us playing it during <laughs> sex. And she is a really, really um, shy, um, not secretive, but very sort of like low level artist who doesn't like the limelight, but has this incredible talent. And this is her first sort of like recorded professional single. And she's also on Sam Smith's new album. So she's nice. really coming into the mainstream. She lives somewhere. Oh, she lives in Arkansas, back arse and nowhere. Yeah. And the reason why her name is Yeba is because her mother, um, when she was a kid, used to used to call her Yeba as a kind of a you know a cute a pet name, pet name. Aww. And her mother recently um, took her own life, oh, and so Yeba has uh, Abby has made her a stage name Yeba in kind of a mark of respect to her mom, who's no longer with us. That's wonderful. So she's a beautiful, beautiful, uh, unconventionally pretty artist who I'm falling in love with. Yeah, that, I got a little bit of goosebumps when it's you were a great doing that. song as well. All right, let's have a little bit of Yeba. I kissed my penny and I threw it Two treats and a lie, Riyadh. Mmm, great. <laughs> Foot mouth full of crisps. So in this game, Riyadh is going to read me three things, and two of those things will be true, and one of those things will be a lie. They're things about himself, and I feel like I know you pretty mm. well. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I hope I get this right. I'll be really disappointed in myself if I don't. Well, I went for things that are somewhat sexual since it is a sex show. Sure, good, good. They're not all because where you'll hear one of them is is not good. Um, (laughs) So will I tell you, will I just go for it? Yeah, just go for it. Okay. First one is, now I have to try and convince you. Oh, I have to move the microphone down. I'm okay. Sorry, I haven't been on the radio in a long time. I am an amateur. Riyadh used to be a radio presenter. Yeah, I'm mad, right? Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Seven years. (laughs) Um, Okay, so first one. Um, I have a fetish for the smell of armpits. That's one. Okay, interesting. The next one is that my little brother once pissed in my mouth. Wow, okay. And the third one is, um, I once had a wank down the back of a bus on my way to school. Right, okay. So all all three of these things sound like things that I would enjoy. And I feel like you've done that deliberately. (laughs) Wait, you want my little brother to piss in your mouth? Yeah. You are vile. (laughs) He's kind of hot. You are a disgusting... He's kind of hot. And my brother. Your your brother's kind of hot. Dear Lord. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't fancy your brother. I'm just, I'm just, mm, just totally fucking do. with you. No. I okay, go on. <laughs> All right. So the first one, you are aroused by the smell of armpits. Was yes. that what it was? I have a fetish for the smell of armpits. I guess. Okay. I, I feel like that one might. That one makes sense to me if it's true. You seem like the kind. Like I'm totally into that, and I, can, I could also see you being into that. The second one was that your brother pissed in your mouth yes so obviously that's not sexual that's like i don't know what the story is there like maybe you were little kids in the bath and so have i got to try and convince you that they're all true yeah you've got to convince me that they're all true. there is a backstory to that one okay yeah tell me the backstory okay uh so i was young yeah um i was about seven 
and my brother was a year old and okay. I was changing his nappy or helping my mom change his nappy. And as I pulled it down, he um, started pissing into the air and some of it landed into my open mouth. Oh, so you weren't like trying to catch it in your mouth? Absolutely you not. You weren't being a fucking you weirdo. You are vile. Again, <laughs> <laughs> no, that did not happen. Um, so that's that story. That sounds like, I feel mm. like that sounds like it's, it could be true. Mm. You're a very good liar if mm-hmm. that isn't true. Um, and, and then the wanking on the bus. Um, yeah, so tell me I used the story to go on the, the 45 bus down from Bray to Blackrock to school, uh-huh. secondary school. And um, uh, it was quite empty that day up up the top of the bus down the back. Yeah. And the vibrations of this bus were quite heavy. Like Dublin buses <laughs> are known for being very rickety and vi- very vibratory. And there was a guy up the front who I'd always like stare at and used to really, really, really fancy, yeah. you know, from the other local school. Yeah. He came on and he was sitting at the front and even just the sight of the back of his head did it for me. And I, so I went down the back and I just started rubbing one out. So did you like get it out or was it just like kind of a hand in your pants situation? It was hand in the pants, but yeah. the, the top button was was undone. Did you have like a coat over your lap or um, just like... No, there was no one there. And it was before the time where cameras were on buses. Yeah, okay. You know, because we're so old. <laughs> um, and I felt like I was so far back that if anyone walked up, I could easily just... just yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. So, and the driver couldn't see you or anything? Nope. Oh, something about this one tells me that it's a lie. I, and, I, and I don't know why, okay. but something, uh, I just feel like it, it, could, it could easily be true. Like, you, I feel like you've done far worse things than that. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to list them off on air? <laughs> Tell me more about your armpit fetish. What is it about armpits that I gets just, you going? Well, I think when I smell a guy's armpit, um, not like super like three days without showering just you know like a day of going about his business yeah maybe it's just come straight from the gym it's that sort of musky man smell that really it, it, it's it makes me super aware that I'm with a man not a woman and I love yeah. that it's it's just so obviously masculine and it's there's like pheromones in it and it's like it's his each guy has his own scent uh-huh. and I even my own I quite like uh, yeah fresh bio now, now I'm getting a semi um, mm. <laughs> I the table oh. is rising <laughs> I don't know like oh you're a good liar I'm because really these good. all sound true like part of me thinks the first one is false because I didn't know that about you and I really really like armpits and we talk about and we sex talk about and everything, things yeah. a lot so I'm mm. really surprised that I didn't know that if that's true the second one I, the first one I could in, in reality find that fucking disgusting yeah but we don't know that we do don't we? know no. that. the second one like I um, I feel like that could be like the red herring because you've gone into so much detail about this story of your brother peeing in your mouth mm. that it could easily just be like made up yeah yeah and then the third one, I don't know, you had a look in your eye that told me you were lying. I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say that the first one is a lie and that you do not like armpits. No, I do. No! <laughs> Which I, is the lie? Uh, the wanking on the bus. Oh, I knew it. I can <laughs> I see know, it in your eye. Really? I, I know, I can't eye. hide it. My mum always said as a kid, he, she, he gives everything away in yeah. his face. Yeah. Yeah. So my brother did piss in my mouth. Nice. I do like the smell of fella's armpits. How did we not, how did we not ever... Talk about like, this. Talk about this. I think it's a somewhat recent one, mm. and and by recent I mean in the last year. Okay. You know, just when you're lying there and and it happens to be beside your face, and you go, mm, "That's nice." Yeah. Yeah. 
Is that, I, a, is that a very unusual one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like when I've... Body odour? Yeah, because I think body odour is, is one of the main parts of a person that you're attracted to. Well, they say like something like over 50% of attraction is smell-based. Even when we can't like even register it, there's something about a person's smell. Even when we, can't, when we don't uh, know we're smelling them, because something know draws us in. It's the pheromones. So one of these um, visitors of mine that I have to my house... Visitors. Uh, <laughs> one of my guests... <laughs> <laughs> uh, he his name and oh, I can't why, why, you can't why, name, why, no, why Riyadh, Riyadh. why is he become that <laughs> it's you and your absolute mix stuff um, no he he would come in and he'd spray himself with deodorant and I I catch the bottle in his hand just before he's about to yeah. like don't no. you fucking dare you will ruin it I don't want to smell this perfume bottled mm. shite. I want to smell you. See, uh, the deodorant, like aftershave, a bit of aftershave is nice, but a the deodorant, that, that like chemically deodoranty smell, like, no, I want to smell you. I don't want to smell something that says that it's going to keep you dry for 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing, nothing to keep you dry for 48 hours. That is not healthy. No. no you know what I mean? I get 12 hours, great. Woo! Yeah, yeah. 48? Nah. Wash, you stinking bastard. <laughs> like... Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Well, that was. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad we've we've shared this. Yeah. I, w- I wish you had two, well, three, and I could guess. Uh, I, oh, I could make some up on the sort. I could give you three after a song. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's have. Oh, th- this one is for you, Riyadh, and oh. you will instantly know why. Okay. Fubar Radio presents Screen Talk with Dan Clark. It's the wonderful David Schneider. I met Armando at Oxford, yeah. and we used to have a sort of loose sort of double act. Everyone would go and get drunk, and we'd just cycle back to one of our rooms to have a cup <laughs> yeah, of coffee and a hobnob or whatever. Cut to 33 years later. The world premiere in Toronto of his movie, which I co-wrote. Yeah. There's this amazing party, acrobats, and a vodka fridge you can walk into, all sorts of and all the sort of film world is there. Arm and I, we're, we're so old. Now, we, if there's lots of people talking in the room, we can't we can't really hear. So we just left. We just left and went went and got an ice cream. Really. I like that there's still that there's a continuity there. Every Friday, Screen Talk with Dan Clark from 12 p.m. to our radio. I was supposed to think of two truths and a lie, but Riyadh and I were talking about boys, and I completely <laughs> forgot to do it. Um, maybe I'll think of one later. But now we're gonna do what are we gonna do? Where's my thing? Uh, we're gonna do queers throughout the years. This is a game where I'm going to be reading you five different facts from LGBT plus history. And you're going to have to figure out which ones of these facts are true and which ones of these I have just completely wow. fabricated. Okay. It's a good game. Okay. And this week's theme, which I think makes sense for you, Riyadh. Like I chose this theme because it, 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 it fits with you. Sure. This week's theme is gay clubs and oh. gay bars and right. gay venues in general. And why does that fit with me? Because with all the fun we have ever had has been inside a gay bar yeah. or a gay club. A lot of our memories are inside yeah. them. Uh-huh. And we've, we've been to lots of different countries and lots yeah. of different cities and like been to a lot of gay bars and things. So I think this, this, this fits you. Okay, great. So I'm, I'm expecting you to get all five right. right. And if you don't, I'll be thoroughly disappointed so in you. So three are right, two are wrong. I'm not telling you. They could all be, they could all oh, be made Jesus. up. Okay. They could all be true. Oh, this is hard. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready <clears> for your <throat> first one? I am ready. Okay. Do you have tension music? Uh, I no. do not. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> With the help of Freddie Mercury, 
Princess Diana once disguised herself as a man yeah, and snuck in. All right, let me fucking finish. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> With the help of Freddie Mercury, Princess Diana once disguised herself as a man and snuck into the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, which, for those people listening who don't know, is a really famous gay bar in London. She was not discovered and was later described to look like a hot young twink. True. Oh my god. Or false. Riyadh. And there's no way that this you're taking like half of it's true a half of it's not. It's oh, there are plenty trick questions in here. Well, I know that he he dressed her up yeah. and brought her to a club. Yeah. But I don't from my memory think it was the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. Mm. I thought it was um, a place in Soho. Okay. Called where, where did you think it was? The name of the place. Yeah. It's like it begins with an R or a number. <laughs> okay. It begins with an R, doesn't it? Nothing begins with an R in Soho, does it? The not the Admiral Duncan. Okay, the, well, okay. So I think it's true. He brought her somewhere and it dressed her in drag, and she had that, fun. That is not the question. The question is: Is the entire thing true or false? Fuck's sake! <laughs> uh, it's true. You are <coughs> what? Wrong. Oh my god! What? I really, really did trip you up here. So oh. it, it's 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 true in the capacity that he did dress her up and he did bring her along to That's the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. All of that is true. The twink bit. The only bit that isn't true is that she was afterwards described as being a hot young twink. She was actually described as being a beautiful young man. Because they didn't use that terminology back no, then. No, and I thought you would. I thought you would. No, pick I up did. Because I didn't know that there were half truths in here. That's you, mean. Well, it, I got to make it difficult. Oh, for God's Can't sake! Can't make it easy. Callum, I, that's half a point for me. <laughs> I get half a point. No, I get two thirds of a point. You get half a point. Okay, whatever. In, half a point. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> The Stonewall Inn in New York City is often said to be where the gay rights movement began. Mm. And although the Stonewall riots were the catalyst that started the movement, many bars were actually engaging in acts of protest long before this. In as early as the 1950s, when homosexuality was still considered a felony, patrons of gay bars used to hold hands and protest by singing God Save Us Nelly Queens to the tune of God Save the Queen. True. What you, you can't just true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. I've got to pick it apart now and say this is, this yeah, isn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I think that the um, defiance from other bars yeah. was correct. Yeah. I don't think the song is correct. Huh. What do you think the song might have been? Um, I don't know if there was a song. So, I, so you've changed your mind. Are you saying it's false now? I'm saying that the song bit is false. It's made up. But you were so confident with your answer that it was true. Yeah, but true. then you told me that it, I should guess properly. So is your answer now that it's false? Uh, yeah. <coughs> you oh. were right the first time. God the entire it, I thing. I being shit at a game. The entire thing was true. You're it, just leading me down the garden path here. <laughs> I am. Uh, oh. we, we have never had somebody on the show get all five wrong. And I could be the one. <laughs> you could be oh that dear. special person. Okay, next one. All right, your next one. On New Year's Eve in 1966, police stormed a bar in San Francisco and arrested six people for kissing members of the same sex at midnight. Several members of staff tried to defend them, but they were brutally beaten as a result. One of them was even hospitalised with a ruptured spleen and later was wrongfully arrested for supposedly assaulting an officer. Quite a serious one. What year? Uh, 1966. That's very late. 
Well, it was 1967 that the... Yeah, so this, was, this happened 18 months before the Stonewall riots. It's true. You think it's true? All of it. Final answer? Yeah. You Yay! are correct. It is entirely true. And also really, really sad. Like, I, I love that before, you know, the, the gay rights movement, you know, kind of officially be, began with the Stonewall riots and everything, that these members of staff who weren't LGBT plus themselves... Mm stood up for these people and said this is wrong That's all great. they did is kissed at midnight everybody here is kissing at midnight and that you know they could have been mates they Gosh. weren't but they could have been can you imagine living in that time i mean we regularly kiss about six or seven in one night oh yeah, yeah i know <laughs> jesus like we just <laughs> right? there's no stopping us depends on the night i think it's the moon phase has an effect on us as well i think th- i think what was what's really interesting though is that um you made you recently made uh, an amazing little documentary oh. video where you interviewed some older men who had kind of lived through when it wasn't legal to Mm. be gay and one of those men I think correct me if I'm wrong um, actually talked about the kind of excitement around it obviously it was a horrendous thing that it was illegal maybe getting cut yeah Yeah. and I I can kind of understand that obviously I wouldn't actually want to be around them because it must have been awful Mm. to you know have to hide who you are but I do understand that maybe that little well because we would have had it too that same feeling of of, you know before we come out wanting to experience our own sexuality and being afraid that we'll get caught not arrested or or maybe not beaten up but there's still that fear yeah and I remember that way way back you know and I was out but I still felt like anything that I was doing with a guy was a bit like naughty naughty yeah especially when they were definitely not out and they were you know identifying as straight yeah it's the having to act under the guise of shadow mm-hmm. is something something kind of sexy in, in a forest on a forest floor absolutely with like, lots of fog my first time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay your next one in the early 1970s one of london's most popular gay venues was a gay bar in hampstead called the spark tragically it was hit with a nail bomb in a homophobic attack and was later shut down however many of its patrons stayed in the area and began socializing on hampstead heath and over time, it became the most popular cruising ground in London and is still known for it today. Well, you're not going to tell a lie about a nail bomb. <laughs> well, you don't know, Riyadh. I'm, I'm a messed up kind of person. Right. Uh, I think it's true. You think it's true? Yeah, I think it's all true. Okay. <laughs> well, you're absolutely wrong. And yeah, you I are know, sick. I know, I know I'm you are sick. sick. But wait. It, it was the Admiral Duncan had it the nail bomb. It was the Admiral Duncan that was <sighs> actually hit. So there's... The, the, Parts of this are all true. Okay. Is that, that I can't believe. <laughs> I can't wait. Hang on a second. You made. <laughs> you're like, look, look, listen. A nail bomb, Callum. Listen, I wanted to talk about the fact that the Admiral Duncan was ah, hit by a nail okay. bomb. Right. But, you know, you've got to try and make this game fun. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Oh, my God. No. I was not going to let you away with that. I mean, I've got to call you out. Right, listen. That is funny, though. So parts, oh. of, parts of this story is true, isn't it? And it's that places were... T- homophobically targeted by nail bombs in London and famously this happened in the Admiral Duncan where people were actually killed and a lot of people were hurt so this was something that was happening in London around that time and you know further on the nail bomb in Admiral Duncan actually happened in the 90s so it really wasn't that far back in history you know that's we were alive then yeah Um, so that's when it was happening and then also so there was no gay bar in Hampstead called the spark that was completely fabricated but as I'm sure you're aware, um, Hampstead Heath is a very popular, famous uh-huh. cruising ground. As is Clapham Common. As is Clapham Common. 
but not as famous as Hampstead Heath. Because, ah. you know, the, the George Michael still? stuff. and like, I don't, Grindr exists now. Yeah. People don't really go to cruising grounds. But, yeah, I, th- I feel like it is... I feel like the older generation, because it's, it's what they've grown up with, it's what they're used to, I think they still frequent both Clapham Common wow. and Hampstead Heath. There are amazing documentaries about both. Really, really, really interesting. Oh God, I need to watch I'll it. have to find. I'll find the names and I'll Thank you. let you know. Okay, your final one. Did you get that right? No, you got it wrong. No, I got it wrong. Got it wrong. Well, I got half a point. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the last one. There is a famous gay bar in New York City called McSwiggins. It was originally just an Irish bar, but due to its proximity to Christopher Street, over time it became frequented by gay men. And it now proudly, proudly displays a rainbow flag outside. Fake. Why? Fake Wh- news. Why do you think that's fake? Because it totally is. Why? Well, look, your delivery. There could, there could be. I know, because I was listening to you talk about it and thinking about you sitting in the office making it up. And I just say, it just feels look, made up. There could, very, there could be a bar called McSwiggins. Like, that's, mm, that's, McSwiggin isn't an Irish name. Uh, yes, it's it like is. It's like Scottish. It's 100% Irish. Is it? Tell my Irish grandparents that they're not Irish. <laughs> okay. Get them on the phone there. Um, they're no, dead, Riyadh. Uh, oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, so are mine. So. so you think this is false? I think it's completely false. Yes. Yeah, you're correct. It does exist. McSwiggins is a bar, an Irish bar, you cunt. In New York City. <laughs> oh my god, he's, he dropped the C bomb. Oh my god, now it's my turn, cunt. Oh, I love it. I haven't it, it, said it in ages. English people hate the C words. They, I don't know why. It's just a word, you yeah. know? Yeah. Sometimes I drop it into conversation and people physically flinch. Well, I think the Irish and the Australians are, you yeah, know, if I can. Yeah, it's not that offensive there, whereas here it's really offensive. And in America, oh, Jesus. God. They think the word twat is offensive in America and they can't pronounce it. You twat. Twat. Oh, you my twat. God. You're such a twat. Oh, and they call me Riyadh. Riyadh? Because the A is, is broad. It's like, no, it's Riyadh. Riyadh. Really dislike America. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, God, I'll never get work there now, will I? Yeah, you're fucked now. Uh, no, I... I mean, fe- fair My enough. grandmother, my dead grandmother, that is, um, she used to just call them um, annoying yanks. Uh-huh. And I have a video of myself saying to her, saying, Nanny, nanny, tell, <clears throat> tell Jonathan you love him. I'm not crying. I got a bit, a bit of crisp stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she knew that he was, he was a yank in her words. And I was like, please say hi. Is that? She goes, I'm not saying hi to that fecker. Seriously? <clears throat> oh, she hated them. Oh. Yeah. And when it? he came over to visit, she was sitting there at the end of the table looking at him side-eye the whole night. Like, her, his accent went through her head. Yeah. Like, we have a lot of American friends. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of Americans are beautiful-looking people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this this country here is a fucking amazing country. I live here. I chose to live here. I yeah. moved here because I love it so much. I think your culture and humour and what you've done in media, and for, I just think it's amazing. Yeah. And so is Ireland. And so is Australia, in a way. I, I, I think the thing for me is that, like, I think this country where I live, England, um, is, is amazing. And I love it. And I feel so lucky to mm. live here. And, uh, you know, compared to some of the countries in the world where horrendous things are going on, I feel so, so lucky to have fallen out of a vagina into this right? country. Yeah. But Americans kind of feel like they're, we're the best. <laughs> and th- do you know why that is? Because they're conditioned to think that their country is the best from the moment yeah. they fall out of a vagina. Yeah. I don't think my country is better than any other country in the world. No. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't think it's the best country in the world. I think it's a very good country. And I'm yes, and that's such an English thing <laughs> to say. So British. This is a very nice country. It's, it's very, not it's the very best, lovely. It's very nice. <laughs> I don't think any country is the best. And I think exactly. for anyone to say that theirs is the best is where the problem lies. Um, Do you know what really pisses me off about it? You've started me it. now. You've started it, me, Riyadna. 
They think they invented sausage rolls. <laughs> they literally, I think it was earlier this year, they decided they'd invented this new thing called a puff dog, and it's literally a sausage a, roll. The puff dog? A puff dog. Oh, give me it's a break. It's literally a sausage Get roll. Get out. Get out. <laughs> You're no longer invited to the party, America. <laughs> Fuck off. Now let's have some music. By oh a my lovely, God. A I'm sorry if any American people <laughs> are listening. Hey, we love you. Most of my followers are from America. I feel like everyone listening right now is probably American. We love you. So... Lady Gaga's American, right? Is she? She's Italian-American. Close enough. Here we go. We've had a few people tweet in. They're not happy. (laughs) What? Because we're calling Americans annoying? Yeah, they're not happy with it. Mary's tweeted. She just... (sighs) Humph. She's got the hump with us. Yeah, she's she's really cross with us. Uh, we're going to play Porn or Not Porn now. Mm. Favourite game in the world. I have got some clips here, and some of them are from Sexy Sexy Pornos, and some of them are... Apparently it was International Coffee Day the other day, so some of these are people drinking coffee, and some of them are just, you know, people getting fucked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you have to figure out which of which. <laughs> okay. So would you like your first, porn or not porn? I would. Okay, here you go. This is just for you. <laughs> oh. Again? <laughs> That's coffee. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like coffee, doesn't it? It's very tame, this first one. It's coffee. Is that your final answer, Riyadh? Yes. Okay, I'm going to play it one more time. <laughs> so you're it's saying... It's coffee. That's coffee? <laughs> What? Oh, oh! I pressed both. That's not supposed to happen. You were wrong. What? You were wrong. That it's porn. Do you have the rest of the clip? N- no, just that. That's all. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> I just have to believe you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to like believe that I, I am wrong. No, but I'm going to tell you what it's from. Okay. So, so um, <laughs> it, it's from Sexy Porn Deep Throat is the name of the video. And, oh. And uh, uh, and and lovely. Is it? It's Kira, isn't it? Kyra. Is it Kyra? And the lovely Kyra has to watch porn every week so to prepare these. Oh so my God. be grateful. Is Kyra in the building? Yeah, she's there. Kyra, get in here for a second. <laughs> get in here. Oh, she's coming. Here she comes. Oh, we used to make an intern do this. Did you? Yeah. Kyra, Hi. how old are you? 22. Okay. Tell me. Did you get turned on this afternoon? <laughs> No. No. <laughs> no. Did you? I had did, to come to another room to watch it though because I felt too embarrassed to watch it in the office. But everyone s- knew why you were watching. Yeah, it. I know, but I still felt really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like people like sucking dick, like uh, in the videos. I couldn't. I couldn't watch it. I did you go towards porn that would kind of be more up your street? No, I just typed in slurping sounds. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On Pornhub, that old chestnut. Yeah. I um, have to watch porn at work as well. I Why? Do. Well, because, um, uh, we, we, you know, we work with porn stars and things sometimes. So, uh, you know, some of our uh, Twitter accounts follow a lot of porn stars. So I'll often be sit- sitting at work just scrolling through, like, the Twitter timeline. And it'll just be, like, dicks, rimming. No way. A little bit of fisting. Like, just constantly <laughs> on my screen. Everyone's used to it. So there's always a bit of porn And, in like, you're, you're comfortable with that. I, I'm, yeah. Kyra, how often would you say on your off your own bat do you look at porn? <laughs> I don't. Why not? I actually don't. It's a, it's a long story. Tell me like the quick version of it. Um. Oh, that's so personal. <laughs> Riyadh, leave leave the what? girl alone. Go on. 
<laughs> Why do you not like it? Because I'm trying to not have sex. Me and my boyfriend are trying to not. Yeah. So. Beautiful. That's, that's what we're trying to high do. Five. Thanks. That's a beautiful thing. And <laughs> that's so open. Good. Oh, hey, look, we've been talking about much worse stuff tonight. I know. It, it, it's it's only fair that when the production team gives something up. Oh, <laughs> We've taken your offering. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right, okay, I'm going to go now. Okay, bye. Before we ask you Thanks. anything else. Thanks for coming in. Oh, uh, she's so lovely. I, I love know. her. Well, because this is radio, you can't see, but Kyra is stunning. Absolutely. My God. Impossibly attractive. Hot. And uh, she said she had a boyfriend, so, you know, she's off the market, which is... No, and I say he's just as hot. Oh, yeah, I bet he's an absolute ride. Hey, Kyra, can you you show us a picture of your fella? (laughs) (laughs) No, she's shaking her Later, later, later. Later on. Um, What are we even doing, Riyadh? You always forget. I don't know where I am. We're doing the game. Oh, yeah, the game. Yeah, sure. Uh, so you were wrong. It, that was from porn, and it was sexy porn deep throat. Okay. Would you like another one? Yes, absolutely. That's definitely sex. That sounds like sex, doesn't it? You can hear her That's a moaning. Human. That's a human, not but a machine. It, but it could, be a, a, it could be like a nice little sip. Oh, like, it's someone ah. going, ah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, say it again. Do it again. Oh, she does sound like she's enjoying it a bit too no, much. No, that's so coffee. She, you think that's coffee? That's coffee. You are correct. That It says here, and I don't know what these words mean, binaural... Oh, it's ASMR. ASMR, drinking hot coffee. Mouth sound, gulping, sipping and slurping. I assume this is a oh, YouTube video. Okay, that's the title. Yeah, she really goes for it, doesn't she? <sighs> hey, let me do it. So I've got my gin here. Yeah. Oh, oh it's lovely, isn't it? Abby, whose is better? Right, I'll no, do it now. <laughs> no, everything's a competition here. So, wait, I go first. Abby, tell us whose is better. Mine was way too sexual. Come on, Abby. Who's, yeah, yeah, fuck you. I win. Callum's that time. Are I'm, you serious? I'm, I'm incredible. He sounded like a sexual predator. Well, you know. <laughs> True. Give, give the people what they want. Okay, right. Would you like your third one, Riyadh? Yeah. You're not doing very good. You've got two wrong. No, I got the last one right. Did you? Oh, you did. <laughs> Bastard. I just like it when you fuck up. Oh, oh God. That's, that's sex. You think that's sex? That's a kissing. Oh, it's... Uh, kissing is not what I'm thinking. You think that's kissing? That's no, something else. It's got to be kissing. Yeah, you think kissing. Kissing or sucking. Well, it is porn... It's slurping come play. <gasps> Jesus. Jesus that Christ. Is so obscene for a seven whatever it is, seven thirty <laughs> on a Wednesday afternoon <laughs> evening. Oh god, I'm just I'm shook. I I really hope my mother doesn't listen to these. Well oh, she's, she's gonna s- see that clip. She's so ashamed. I can't believe you taste your own cum. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it. You've never you're telling me that you have never by accident. Oh yeah, it just flew in your mouth like it your did. brother's piss. I'm quite, I'm quite, um, you know, I'm a shooter. Yeah, I spray it. Yeah. Once it landed on the wall behind me. I've done that before. And yeah. It's quite an accomplishment, isn't it? I think it goes further when you're very, very, very turned on by the person, which is bizarre. Yeah. So I don't know, you ladies, do you, do you know about this? Is that you know, if it just goes, 
off the tip that means that they're just kind of you know they're there they're participating but they're not actually into it I find like the, the, the length of like when you last ejaculated makes a difference so if you go like two days and then get with a, like a, a hot guy like a really really hot guy I feel like you you know you could hit that wall easily no but what makes it even better is even if it hasn't been two days if you're with someone and there's a long amount of foreplay and then waiting and then more mm-hmm. foreplay so the longer it's drawn out the, the more your body is filling up with the, the, all those special fluids. Yeah, if you, if you edge someone, they will, like, and explode. Then, yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah, and I, I can't say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great guest, Riyadh. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, you know, happy to talk about anything. Okay, here's your next sound. That is sex. Oh, yeah, that's sex. Yeah? Yeah, that's, yeah, like that's that. a nice one. I like yeah, that, like that one. one. You're what? wrong. What? It's just slurping sound coffee is what this says here. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, that's, that's definitely drinking coffee. That's what I do when I drink coffee, don't you, in Starbucks? It's kind of, it's almost ghost-like, isn't it? It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's paranormal it's activity. But it's Blair great. Witchy. It's Blair Witchy. <laughs> that's what it is. Have you seen that? Yeah, I love Blair Witch. Oh, my God, terrifying. Yeah, absolutely amazing film. Last one. Go for it. That's not sex. <laughs> I, well, I hope it's not. I fucking hope that's not sex. Because that is, that is full-on drinking. That is drinking. You're correct. In what world would that ever be sex? In yours, you love a bit of piss. I, d- <laughs> I do. <laughs> you wouldn't drink it, though, would you? No, like, I wouldn't swallow it. I just feel like that's unhygienic. Oh, dear. Like a bit and splash in the it's mouth. It's all it's, unhygienic, it's Callum. Splash in your mouth with your brother. That's it's funny. waste. It's waste material. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> that's you what I fun. It's full of ammonia. Do you know what ammonia is? It's fucking poison, Callum. It's Callum. It's Callum. Not Callum. It's, no, I'm, I'm getting swallowing it. Yeah, but you know what they use ammonia for? Like, I don't know, bleaching cars. Yes, yes. Bleach. Is it bleach? Sort of, maybe. Why does semen sometimes smell like bleach? Um... Well, yeah, piney. I would say piney. Piney, like yeah. a pine tree. A bit. Well, that's not that's not bleach. Well, maybe it has many smells. Do you know when you like take the the, the cap off a bottle of bleach? Yeah. And you know that smell of bleach. Yeah, it does smell like that. Like, well, I mean, like once in a thousand times, I get that smell, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Very clean penis. I'm a, yeah, just, just yeah. Mm. I think, uh, th- but there's a tree. By my house in Clapham, and in summertime, in the high heat, when um, it smells like cum. Yeah, the cum tree. Yeah, have like, you ever been past it? No, but like blossom, blossom smells like cum. Some of it does, and yeah. I swear I get horny in the spring because oh, I'm dear. walking around like I can, I can, I can, I can smell cum all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. This, we, we've gone there. The, yeah, this this took a turn. Such for the a worst. classy show. I love it. <laughs> We're going to be reacting to people's sex confessions after the next little song so if you haven't sent one in yet you can do that by emailing callum at foobarradio.com and Riyadh and I will be reacting and there's no judgement here is there Riyadh? Absolutely unless not. you're American yeah. and then this one will wrench you to shit hey tell me what the song is uh, it's Deja Vu by Runaway Weekend oh cool
That was a really weird ending to that song. <laughs> ended, didn't it? Out of nowhere. <laughs> just, just went on. That is not the version of this song I know. It's a really, really nice, really, really nice song. Just a bizarre little ending there. Well, I still enjoyed it. Are you ready for the next bit, Riyadh? So these are confessions. These are people's real life sex confessions. Mm. And we're going to read them out and see what we have to say about them. We've had quite a fair few here to get through. All right, so let's start at the top. I want to try a threesome so bad. I just need to find the right boys. None of my friends are really into that kind of thing. Mm. Mm. I think it's quite nice that they say, like, none of my friends are really into that kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's the, a very open person. Yeah, yeah like... to have sexual, you know, moments with their buddies. Yeah, like, which, which, I, which I think is cool. Like, I think, it, it, you know, if, you, if you're able to have, like, sexual... Like, genuine friends with benefits. Mm. I think just start looking. And really, before you ever meet someone, ask them all the questions you need to ask. What are you into? Um, what roles do you like to play? Submissive, dominant, whatever. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you've lined up someone or two people that are going to fulfill you sexually when that happens. Yeah. Um, there's nothing worse than getting into a sexual situation where you realize that actually you're not compatible because you both want the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when two tops get better together, two bottoms or whatever, um, it can be quite difficult. Um, yeah, I, I had um, a friend of mine who recently had a threesome with her boyfriend for the first time recently. And it was a bad experience because they, they didn't organize it and plan it out enough. Right. And the person they got with wasn't the right person. Okay. They weren't attracted to that person enough. And uh, they were t- trying to force themselves to do things that they didn't actually want to do. That doesn't sound pleasant. Well, I've never had a threesome. So I, my, my Ever? No, never. In your whole life? No. Oh, you say it like that. I'm deprived. No, 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 no. I just, I just. No, I never had one. You know, I, I see you as the king of sex. As so. if, as if. So it, it, that's. No, I'm, I'm. I'd like to try to, to try. See, this is the Irish thing. Mm. We don't know where to put the th or just the t. I'd like <laughs> to try one, uh, one day. Well, I think there are. I'd be awkward. I think there are three different types of threesome. Oh, okay. And, I, and I've I've engaged in all of them, and I and I've had very different experiences in all of them. So I think you can have a threesome where you're in a relationship with somebody, and you invite a third person in. Yeah. I, in theory, that sounds really really fun, but mm. for me, I just I've never really enjoyed doing that. Like in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so hot. Like I'm in love with this person and together we'll invite somebody to join us. And like, I really don't mean to objectify anyone, but like in that capacity, it's almost like you want a a, a sex toy. A third person is almost acting as a sexual aid for your sex with your partner. And I feel like for me, that doesn't work. I'm sure it does for a lot of people out there. But for me, it's a, it's a very odd situation. Yeah. And I feel like with a lot of threesomes, it's often two people having sex and one person on the side. Mm. And I think when it's two people in a relationship, it, it can be quite tricky. Yeah. And then there's a second type of threesome, which is where you go and have sex and you're the third person and they're in the relationship. And I've only done that once, but that was great. That was really, really good. Because, like, you get to... You're not emotionally invested in any no. way. You just get to go along and have, have fun, fun and do what you want and then leave, which is... And feel like the special kind of little flavory treat. Yeah, like you've... In. Yeah, exactly. Like, you've yeah. let me into your relationship and I'm the hot, desirable object in this situation. Charlie loves loves that. Uh, Melanie, I think. Our friend Melanie. She likes which... Well, all of them, actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I she think does. about it. She does. She's she, very sexual. Yeah, she just... She, she loves everything to do with sex yeah she does 
Mm, threesomes, um, yeah. And the, and, and the third type of threesome, which I think is the absolute best type of threesome, is where none of you are in a relationship. Oh, wow. And you're three friends or three strangers and oh. you, or, you know, a combination of those things. And then yeah, I would say that would to, be my favorite that is by, To me, that is by far the best because everybody is equal. There is no, and everybody has an equal stake, and it just works so well, and it's so fun. My thing is n- not so much who they are, but more so where it's happening. Yeah, I don't like having sex anywhere but my own place. Isn't that weird? Really? Yeah, or my own hotel room, or somewhere yeah, that yeah, I yeah. call mine. Sure. Because I feel like I feel more secure when it's it's my sort of. So spot. what what happens when you like? What happens when you like go back with a guy? Um, I don't really. Oh, they no. always go back to yours. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times, and and I'd go back, but literally ninety five percent of the time, it's back to mine. Mm. I, maybe it's laziness. I just can't be arsed. <laughs> and and it's also, I I don't the walk of shame mm. and all of that. I I I would get an Uber before, like a ninety pound Uber before I'd walk, walk home. Yeah, and you know I walk home in I, London. I don't just wake up like this. You know, this takes a lot of work. Sure, the, the hair. Um, yeah. I, I am a diva, aren't I? No, like you, you've. And, uh, it, for me, if I'm, and if I like I, to set up the room as well, you know. Yeah. Like I like the candles, and I have like new bed sheets, and get the I, bed I, restraints ready. <laughs> no, that's you. I've seen them on your bed. <laughs> I haven't bought mine yet. Uh, yeah, it, I, I like to. What I say is, I, I set up my love nest. Yeah, love nest. I do. Oh, you little cutie. Yeah, just make it feel sort of. And then I have this like. Um, Love heart, a pink luminous love heart that I light up, and all the the lighting in the room is this like warm glowing pink. Yeah, um, and then obviously the candlelight as well. Oh, it's so nice. It does sound lovely. It Sometimes does sound even lovely. if I'm just self pleasuring, I set it you up, set it up, get it nice, as if there's someone else there. Whack a bit of Troy Sivan on in the background. Yeah, or Enya. Or, or Enya, yeah, yeah she's away, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that really gets me hard. Uh-huh. That does. <laughs> I yeah, I, I I think if I'm just you know if I'm just going to be hooking up with a guy or if it's just a friends thing, then like I, I would want them to come to my place. I agree with you. But like if I'm dating somebody and and I'm kind of like emotionally invested or romantically invested in them, I love nothing more than going into their bed because it's like their bed and their space and there's something quite comforting and warm mm. for me about going into kind of their territory or their love nest, no, as you put I, it. No, I just feel insecure. Even if you're dating them and, like, you still want uh, them in yours. No, when I'm dating, when I've been with them a, a while, then it's okay. Yeah. Because then I feel like it's my place as well. But, yeah, it's a funny dynamic, isn't it? Mm, it is. And also, I think it comes down to, again, me pooping and farting. Uh, I want to know that I've got an escape route. Escape route, route yeah. I can go for a cheeky little shit. You know, in in the other toilet and yeah. come back and, and, and or if I need to clean myself and all these things. I just, I like to know that things are close by. So you have the control in the situation. I have control. If anything goes wrong. But not in a bad way where I want to control them. It's where I want control for myself. Mm. You know, I know where the lube is. I know where the condoms are. I know where the, that scented candle is. I know where the toilet is and yeah. the other toilet. And um, yeah. I, 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 on the other hand of that, though, I feel like if I've got somebody over to my place and I decide that, you know, maybe I don't want to continue with this anymore. Sometimes, you know, that does happen. I think saying no can be very difficult, especially if you've kind of agreed to this. I think and sometimes then you're there just and you say change you're your tired. Mind. Just... Yeah, but like if uh, I'm tired, I'm going to go. Sorry. Well, I'm tired. Get out. Sorry. Like they're too. No, I let them stay. Of course. Oh, yeah. You have to. Well, I do anyway. No, I would have done, and I always have let them yeah. stay, but I might be like, they might be then asleep next to me, and I'm like, I really don't want you to what be here. What is it about the situation that makes you decide you don't want to do it anymore? Is that they walk in, they look different? Uh, not to, 
I don't really think it's ever happened. This is more of a like a, a theoretical. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because like, you normally scope them out a lot before you get. Face yeah, to face. I think. Yeah, and I think I I need a degree of kind of even if it's just sex, I still need a degree of emotional connection before I will have sex with a guy. I could like I only ever have one night stands with like a guy I meet in a club or something. If I like them enough to go on a date with them afterwards i totally agree so like i bring them back to mine yeah. and yeah maybe we do stuff and maybe it is but technically you've, you've a one-night stand that night. you've yeah. gotten a bit of banter out and then i will always then go on a date with them yeah. afterwards if i don't want to date them then i don't generally tend to bring them home totally agree with you yeah yeah all right next confession is is it a myth that bad dancers don't do well in bed by bullshit. your experience bullshit no I am the worst <laughs> dancer on the planet no, and I am amazing not. in bed no. <laughs> the other way around babe you're a good dancer and probably you think I'm a good dancer yeah what, where have you seen me dance in heaven after I've had 15 tequila shots see so your, your eyes are playing tricks with you my eyes may, do you know what I, maybe I've got a complex and I think I'm a bad dancer because I normally date and I'm drawn to professional dancers and musical theatre actors and they're obviously that's their job and they consistently tell me how shit I am but of course they're going to call you shit if if, Mm. if they dance for a living yeah then of course they're going to say bastards I don't know. I can. Was that I, a cheeky little burp I heard? Yeah, it was. <laughs> you tried, tried to hide it. Tried to hide it. Tried to sneak it away. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do think though that, like, I think maybe dancers can maybe be better in bed sometimes because they have the the strength for a start and the flexibility. Yeah, but also I've been with many a dancer. I I can. I'm the best person to answer this question for you. You love a dancer. I, I love a dancer, and sometimes I don't even. But most of the time, I don't even realize that I'm going for them. And, and I go, oh, hey, what do you do after flirting with someone for an hour? Oh, I'm a dancer. Oh, I'm in Wicked. Yeah. Oh, I'm in in um, Kinky Boots. Whatever the fuck. And then I'm like, oh, here we go again. And then I figure out that we know 10 of the same people who I've been with. Yeah. And uh, what I find is flexibility and strength doesn't necessarily mean good in bed. And there have been many that I've been with who have, you know, lay there, spread, spread eagled. Yeah. They're not doing anything. They're just lying there like, you know, contortionist. Put it in me. And I'm all like... Yeah, but you're not going to do anything in yeah, anything. Get involved. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's, there's there's maybe this kind of misconception around like good sex is like getting in all these crazy positions and doing it and putting your legs behind your head and doing stuff like that. And I really don't think it is. Like to be honest, I think you know it helps I, I, a little bit. Even when people say things like, "Oh, I'm amazing at giving blowjobs," like I I I hate it when I hear that because I think like the only way to be good at sex is to be good at reading a person mm. and like responding to them that's yeah. how you're good in bed like Absolutely everything agree. else doesn't matter as long as you're like listening to that person and listening to their body because yeah. one type of blowjob might work on one person and, and another it won't person on another yeah. yeah exactly like if you're with a guy who is who is um, circumcised and a guy who is uncircumcised C- completely they're going to need different things yeah. the one who is uncircumcised is going to be a lot more sensitive and is going to respond a lot more to uh, gentle movements yeah. where the other guy might need a little bit more vigor- vigorosity vigorosity <laughs> is that a word not a word uh, really not a word oh I made it <laughs> it is now <laughs> what's that one that Trump did uh, oh uh, god Kefefe that one no, no 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 he said it in um, braggadocious braggadocious That's re- it's real yeah, yeah I like it yeah like I, if, if if you are listening and, and you believe you're good at 
good blowjobs or good sex and you're just doing the same thing to every single person, then maybe try mixing up and maybe mm. try, you know, listening to you. Oh, and to answer this person's question, is it a myth that bad dancers don't do well in bed? Yes, because you can't apply any kind of blanket rule. Everybody's unique and everybody has their own thing. All right, should we do another one, Rianne? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Hey, Callum, I've never been self-conscious about my body, but with the guy I'm dating at the moment, I feel absolutely terrified to show him my bits and just have Aww. sex with him. I find him really attractive, but I'm a little overweight and think he'll be put off once he sees me without my clothes on. All right, so I think if this, if this guy, if you're dating this guy and they like you, then they're going to like you with or without your clothes on. Like, I have never in my entire life been attracted to a guy and then taken their clothes off and gone no you know what you're all right i don't mm. fancy you anymore that has literally never happened if i'm attracted to you it doesn't matter what your body looks like i'm gonna want it yeah and also you have to remember the, the parts about yourself that you don't like and that your eyes are drawn to um, and you've got a complex about they may actually love that bit yeah so i can't tell you how many times i've been with a guy and so, for instance, I hate that I've got a little pooch on, on my front that is like a little bit of fat. And I hate my stretch marks on the side of my arse. I hate my nose. There's all these things. And consistently, when I get with guys, they're like, oh, I love your nose. And I love your nose. I love the shape of your body. I love this and that. And then I'm going, what? Are you blind? Are you crazy? But you will be surprised if he likes you and who you are and your character then. And if he's a good guy, he should really like every part of you. Yeah. And... I think this is we've all got a little bit of body dysmorphia in us, yeah. whether we like to admit it or not. And it comes from the media and comes from standards that we place in ourselves and our goals of what we'd like to look like or think we should look like. But after all, there are certain things you cannot change. And, you know, I've gotten fairly skinny in the past, mm -hmm. but still that pouch, that pooch, whatever you want to call go. it, doesn't go. It's going to stay there. So I've had to learn and force myself to be OK with it. Um, and I still feel self-conscious about it when I get yeah. naked. But I have to just go, relax, relax. It's all fine. Mm -hmm. You know, there's other parts of me that I love. So just focus on self-love and then you can give yourself to that person more openly. Yeah. And, and I've been on the receiving end of that so many times where I've, I've been with a guy and I've absolutely loved something about it like i know this sounds this may sound like absurd to a lot of people but i love guys with really small arms like like little biceps i just really really like oh. and like so like i feel like pretty much every guy out there like wants you know big arms big biceps and like for me it just doesn't it it doesn't do it for me at all so there's so many people out there who have all these like you're saying insecurities and i've definitely been on the other end where i'm like i i love this thing about you and i know you feel insecure about it but yeah it's D funny, isn't it? Because, like, everyone's beautiful and everyone's... Oh. Yeah. Well, there are certain <laughs> things that aren't nice, like farting on people. Well, yeah, but, you know, you're the expert at that. Hey. hey. <laughs> I blame the mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Uh, but you're but 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 you're fine, and and and, and please don't feel. I know, I know it's it's easier said than done, but please try not to feel self conscious about your body, because I'm sure the guy you're dating really really likes you for who you are. So yeah, and, and have this conversation with him if you if, yeah. if you you know if you feel if you feel this way, have have the conversation with him. Because sometimes all you need is to hear it from someone else's mouth. Yeah, them saying I love this, I love that, and and to, to put their hands on that area and to sort of um, disarm you. Yeah, and to make you feel that. Well, obviously, you want them, you have to give them consent to put their hands on you. But when when you sort of break that barrier, then that phobia of self can go. Yeah. 
Excellent advice, Riyadh. Yeah. You should do this for a living. <laughs> I should, shouldn't I? Someone should pay me. Maybe you should like start a YouTube channel yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm at uni, and I can admit I'm not the most confident. But my flatmate and I both kind of like the same girl. She's started dating her, and now I just feel really annoyed with my flatmate and struggle to even talk to her. What should I do? <gasps> this is like me and you all over again, Riyadh. Fighting, fighting over. Oh, fighting the over. same person. Yeah. Mm. I think, like, uh, you're not going to like this, what I'm about <laughs> to say, but I think that if, if, if she started dating her, um, then I think that you have to kind of accept that. And I, I, I understand that you're going to feel annoyed. I, you're going to feel annoyed with her, and I completely get that, and you're completely entitled to feel that way. But I also think you have to kind of accept that she's dating her now, and that's the decision that's been made. And yeah, that kind of sucks for you. And maybe you should say to maybe say to your flatmate, you know, I actually really liked her, and I'm yeah. a bit annoyed that you did this, but you need to get over it i yeah. guess that sounds yeah. mean that sounds well, mean once but. you get out in the open then the the kind of the anger and stuff is is less like when callum got with that guy that i fancied <laughs> in canada yeah I'm sorry. and we both fancied him i didn't want to talk to you that yeah. night and you were acting all smiley and you knew that i was a bit like you know aloof or just d- d- detached yeah and i was because i was fucking pissed off this is there's this innate um again it's the hunter gatherer i'm gonna breed which it um uh, thing that we have all inside of us mm. and when that's attacked or when that's sort of like um, on the chopping block because someone else has taken your, your mate then you get a bit angry. And I, yeah I completely agree and I think as well that there's sometimes a little bit of a like I know if it, it, I don't know if we've ever been in the reverse situation I'm not sure if we have maybe we have but like if for instance we both really liked a guy and you got with them I think I would feel like a little bit even like insecure, like, oh, Riyadh's Riyadh's better than me. Why did he choose Riyadh over me? And the fact that you're my friend, like, I really understand that kind of... That dynamic. That dynamic. It's it's difficult. Yeah, you do. You look at yourself and you go, well, obviously, I'm not as attractive as him. So when you got with that guy, I was like, well, I'm not as tall as Callum and that's why. And he's more attractive and blah, blah, blah. But you're the most attractive man on the world. Oh, on the world. On the world. <laughs> How many of them have you had? Uh, just uh, one. Yeah, just, just one. one. And I've had two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I say just get out there in the open. And you know what? They might not be together forever. That's and true. And you can swoop on in. Yeah, absolutely. steal that girl for yourself. Is that what you're going to do with my Canada boy? He's not yours. <laughs> my true. Canada it's boy. True. It's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, if I get to Toronto again soon. Oh, you fuck. I am, I am going to swoop in on that. As you if know I, what? I would be so proud and happy if he did. I know. And the great we thing can is compare I know, notes. Big Glue Brothers. Okay. Igloo Brothers. Oh, that's yeah. what it's called. Okay. We're already Igloo Brothers. I'm sure of it. With who? Yeah, we are. I can't say their name. Okay. Mouth They're it. Portuguese. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Yeah. Fabio. Sure, let's call him Fabio. <laughs> That's not his name. We're at the end, Is that Riyadh. racist? We're at the end of the show. Oh. Oh, I know, I was having such a good time. Thank you to everyone who sent in sex confessions. Yes, and thank you very much. Obviously, thank massive thank you to you. I've been, even since I started this show, I've been excited about getting on, you on more than anyone else. So oh, I'm wow, really, thank you. I've really had a great happy. time. Yeah, me too. Y- your great laugh. Great drinks, great food, great crew out there. Had a laugh. Thank you very much. I loved it. Brilliant. Go check out Riyadh on all of his things. He is amazing. And we will see you next time. See you later. Bye. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.